Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Freely Nourish, the podcast that empowers you to break the cycle of dieting by teaching you to nourish your body well. I am your host, registered dietitian, Erin Casey, and I am the owner of New You Nutrition Counseling, where we believe that you can reach just about any of your health goals at just about any body size. So if you are ready to ditch the diets for good, get rid of that toxic cycle in your brain that tells you you need to restrict and then you need to binge. And then uh, the whole thing is all your fault because you just don't have the willpower. um, Come to us. We have the availability of um, free discovery calls on our website. I'll link that below. Basically a discovery call is just a quick 15 minute chat with me. Um, we talk through kind of what your goals are in terms of nutrition, uh, what your goals are in terms of your health. And then I talk to you a little bit just to kind of about our products and services. Some of them are free. Some of them are not free. Uh, we have everything from self-guided courses uh, to just kind of downloadable handouts to group work, uh, you know, one-on-one counseling, the works. We have lots of options all at different price points because I understand that, you know, pricing may unfortunately be an issue for some folks. So um, let, you know, let us know, let us know how we can help, what your goals are, and we will gladly get you rolling with that. Um, today, what I had prepared to talk to you all about is something that I, I get a lot of questions about, and I feel like I'm getting more and more questions about as, as time goes on. So I figured why not introduce it in a podcast? And that is the idea of vegetarian sources of protein or non-meat sources, I guess I should say of, of protein. Um, so I want to, I want to talk a little bit about where I think some of this, the kind of the increased interest is coming from. And then of course we'll get into kind of just some protein tips for you all. Um, so there's been kind of a trend generally speaking in, in the U S of people kind of working towards more plant-based diets. And I want to just qualify for a moment what that means. So a plant-based diet does not necessarily mean full vegetarian or vegan or anything like that. What it means is just that you are kind of trying to consume fewer animal products. So fewer animal products are going to be things obviously like meat, um, but they also contain things like, you know, eggs, cheese, et cetera. Um, Technically vegetarianism. So if you follow your strict vegetarian diet, um, you avoid meat sources, but you do not necessarily avoid cheese or eggs. Um, Avoiding cheese and eggs is, is really kind of avoiding all animal products. And that would be considered vegan. Um, from a health standpoint. So I want to be clear that there are lots of reasons to follow a vegetarian or a vegan diet and all of them are valid. Um, it may be that you just don't love the idea of consuming animals or animals weight raised to be consumed. Um, and there's also lots of sustainability reasons to, to kind of promote either a more plant-based or full on vegetarian or vegan diet that honestly could be a podcast episode in and of itself. So I will not focus a lot on it here, but I am more than happy to pull together a podcast episode about kind of the reasons, the sustainability reasons for, um, for, um, like a vegetarian or more plant-based diet. And when I say sustainability, I mean things like conserving, conserving farmland, conserving resources, um, conserving, um, 
well, not conserving, but like, you know, preventing fossil fuel use and things like that. Um, we have good data to show that um, consuming animal products does create more harm for the planet. Um, and if that is, again, if that is something that is new to you and you want to know more information about it, I am more than happy to, to provide that, but that's not the goal of this episode in particular. Um, this episode, I wanted to talk just briefly about the health effects of following a more plant-based diet. Um, we do know that increased intake of saturated fat, that's the bad fat, um, can raise our cholesterol. Now we can still eat cholesterol or eat saturated fat and have okay cholesterol, but decreasing that saturated fat can help with cholesterol, which of course can reduce your risk for heart disease. Now to be clear, and I think this is another question I get all the time is kind of how do I know what's a good fat and what's a bad fat? The good fats are unsaturated fats. So very similar name, right? But they're unsaturated and they come from plants exclusively. Um, well, I should say they come from plants and certain types of fish, but pretty well plants. So things like nuts, seeds, avocados, oils of various types, all of those are unsaturated fats. That is different than omega-3 fats and omega-6 fats. Both omega-3 and omega-6 are unsaturated fat. Okay. So if it comes from a plant in any capacity, it is unsaturated contrasted by saturated fats, which are only found in animal products. So those are going to be in meats and cheeses, um, to an extent in eggs, um, and things like butter and, and lard and things like that. So saturated fat raises cholesterol. So increasing or decreasing your amount of animal intake, you know, animal protein intake, can have some health benefits. Now it's not a surefire thing. There are a lot of other things that impact your cholesterol and your risk for heart disease. Um, not the least of which is your genetics followed very closely by your age. So I think it's really important to, um, like I said, there's lots of reasons for following a more plant-based diet. Plant-based sources of protein are great. Um, that said, it is not a surefire way to lower your cholesterol. There are plenty of people who are vegan and still have high cholesterol because of things like genetics and age. Um, and so I just want to be clear on that, that it is, it is not a surefire guarantee for health. Is it better for you? Probably. We have a decent amount of evidence now to suggest that Yes, meat is perfectly safe for consumption and it always has been part of the human diet since humans have existed. That said, there's lots of other reasons to, to pursue a more plant-based diet um, from sustainability to health, um, lots of good things. Um, so if you are interested in kind of pursuing a more plant-based diet or have more questions about kind of the reasons why some people do that, some more information about the sustainability effect of it. I'm again, I'm happy to kind of speak to that more. Um, but from a health standpoint, it's not a surefire guarantee for health. Um, but it, it can help. Um, that said, you know, when we eat more plant-based things, we tend to get more nutrition. So cheese and nuts, or sorry, cheese and meat and eggs, those kind of animal-based sources of, of protein and nourishment tend to have fat and they have protein, but they don't have a whole lot else in terms of micronutrients. So sometimes the benefits of a plant-based diet, we tend to think it has to do with the elimination of the meat component. It's more often 
in my opinion, the inclusion of more diverse plants. Um, so when we think about our kind of our plate or our food pyramid, right, we have starches and grains. Those are plants, fruits and vegetables. Those are plants. Um, and then we have protein, which can be plants. Um, and then dairy, which is, is not necessarily a plant, but, um, most, you know, milk alternatives. So plant-based milks and things like that are now supplemented to, to kind of meet the same needs as, as a regular cow's milk. Um, so when we think about our food pyramid at baseline, the diet that we have recommended for decades actually is plant-based. Like it is, you know, at very least we have greens and starches, fruits and vegetables, all of which are already plant-based. That's three out of your five food groups that we recommend you get three servings of every day. Um, and the protein is arguably a fourth. So, when we think about kind of just general healthy diet, it is plant-based. Um, so when people kind of intentionally make that switch in their mind of like, okay, I'm going to intentionally reduce my animal intake and I'm going to go more plant-based, even if they're not, you know, even if they're still consuming meat, even if they're consume, still consuming fish, uh, eggs and cheese and all of that, they're just trying to eat less of those things the health benefits likely are not derived from the exclusion of those things. It's much more likely that the health benefits are from the inclusion of more diverse plants, which they probably weren't eating before. Um, so that said, when it comes to, you know, if you're going plant-based or you're going vegetarian, when it comes to protein, we do have to be intentional. Um, particularly if you are someone who is active, um, you know, doing any kind of resistance training or, or athletic training, really in any capacity, we want to be intentional about the protein sources we choose. Um, one, we want to make sure that we're getting enough protein. And you guys, if you've been around for a while, you know that I'm not a huge fan of food trackers, such as like my fitness pal or lose it. That said, I think when you are making dietary changes, particularly if you're switching to like a more plant-based or like a vegetarian diet, I do think that having a tracker to kind of make sure you were getting adequate protein is a really good idea, at least, you know, for a week or two, just to kind of get you in the, in the groove of it. Once you kind of are in your flow, you may not have to think about it and you can let the tracker go, but that's, if it is safe for you, right. And for some people it's not safe and that's okay. Um, but if it is safe for you, having a tracker to kind of monitor your protein intake and make sure you are getting enough is, is a great idea. Um, that's how, when we get into plant proteins, so all animal proteins have a complete set of 20 amino acids. So when we think about protein, um, protein is made up of amino acids. So the amino acids are just little building blocks. There are, there's about 30 amino acids in nature that said of those 30, 20 of them are essential. So what that means is that we have to get those 20 every single day from our diet. Um, where, um, so the other 10, we, we need enough protein in terms of grams, but the amino acids, um, 20 of them, our body cannot synthesize. So we need those every day from our, from our diet. The other 10 can be made from other things. So they're not considered essential because your body, as long as there's adequate protein on board, your body can synthesize. You can convert the amino acids that it has into the amino acids that it needs. The 20 that are considered essential, your body can create them from anything. You have to get them in your diet. Um, so to that end, um, 
of the of the 20 amino acids, those are all in any animal-based product. So whether it is milk, whether it is cheese, whether it is yogurt, whether it is um, eggs or or probably even butter, but um, those things all have the complete 20 amino acids that you need and then some, right? Plant-based sources of protein, not necessarily. So some plant-based sources of protein are complete, meaning that they do have all 20 amino acids or all 20 of the essential amino acids. Um, Some plant protein sources are incomplete, meaning that they do not have um, all 20 of the essential amino acids. So what we want to do is be intentional and careful to make sure we are getting the the good balance of, of amino acids that we need. So vegetarian sources that are complete, um, like I said, things like cheese and eggs, um, if those are things that you were willing to eat, they are not necessarily plant-based, um, but most vegetarians do eat them. So those are a good source of complete protein. Um, if you are willing to eat them, if you are looking for things that are, that are completely plant-based or vegan, um, you're going to be limited to, to pretty much soy is the only soy and actually quinoa, believe it or not, are the only two, um, plant-based products that are going to be, uh, complete protein. So quinoa definitely, um, and in soy based products. Now soy can be things like soy milk. It can be things like edamame, but it can also be things like tofu, most meat alternatives. So like anything that's like a plant-based, you know, hamburger or a hot dog or turkey or whatever. Um, all of those things are, are soy based. So all of those are going to be complete proteins. Um, when we get into other sources of protein that are, that are not, um, that are not soy based and they're not animal based in any way. Things like nuts and seeds are are good sources of protein, as are beans and legumes. Um, it's the way I like to think of it is that those two things, probably gram for gram, contain the same amount of protein, but they contain opposite opposing amino acid profiles. So things like nuts and seeds tend to have kind of one set of essential amino acids, whereas things like beans and legumes tend to have the other set of essential amino acids. So what we recommend is that you eat, if you're not doing soy or cheese or any animal products at all, what we do, what we recommend is that you do um, a, a mixture of both nuts and seeds, as well as legumes to make sure you're bridging that gap in terms of the amino acid profile. Um, so I hope that that helps. Um, there is also, there are also, um, vegetarian supplements, uh, or gain is one big brand I know of. And Vega is another one. Um, all of those are typically pea protein bases. There's been a little bit of, of concern about soy consumption, particularly in women. Um, just because of, excess of soy can, has been shown to kind of affect hormonal regulation. That said, I don't particularly worry about people eating things like tofu or kind of like whole food varieties of, of soy. The things that I worry about more, it would be kind of like an isolated soy protein, uh, which is honestly a lot of, in a lot of ways off the market. Most of the plant-based supplements on there are pea protein is like the main component, which is largely complete, but then they add things in like hemp, um, And usually a a couple of other things just to kind of balance it out. But any, I say all that to say that any 
supplement that you buy is likely going to be a complete protein as well. Um, so for a lot of people, it's kind of easier to just kind of eat what they want, but then make sure they get that supplement, um, pretty much daily to make sure that their amino acid needs are met. Um, and again, if you're doing like soy-based products such as tofu and, and things like that, you're fine. Quinoa is also a complete source as well. Um, so I hope that helps. Let me know if you guys have more questions about plant-based diets, um, either the reasoning behind it or just kind of how to execute it, anything like that. I will be happy to answer, but otherwise I will see you all next week. Have a great rest of your day.